Welcome to another episode of Access Answers. As always, I'm your host, Julia Vergara, along with Angela O'Pry, and we have two very special guests from Louisiana here with us today. We are so thrilled to have Karen Andrews with the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality, LDEQ, and Glenn Fredrickson, Project Manager with Access Sciences. Welcome. Well, thank you. How are y'all doing today? And thank you for having me. Yes, we're doing great. How do y'all feel about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC? That's the big news. There's silence on this end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I guess it's, we, we have a pretty good rivalry starting with Texas. Oh, uh, that's it. Didn't we beat them last time? Of course yeah, we did. Okay, right. Yes. Okay. I don't know I if y'all that. remember that. <laughs> I love how you say, of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I think the bigger question is what does Texas and Oklahoma think about joining the Israel conference? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I was invited to go to the UT game on Labor Day weekend, and I was like, oh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. Well, I can tell you LSU fans still remembers the last time we went to Texas, they put us in the upper deck, uh, even our band way up high. They haven't forgotten. They haven't forgotten, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess we should get to the history of our relationship here so our audience knows about the work that we've done together and the partnership that we've formed. So, Karen, tell us what that process was like when you were looking to hire someone to help. That was a long time ago, and ironically, (laughs) I was here in the Dark Ages. Gosh, I think we started in the early 2000s. 2004 was our first contract. There you go. First 2000, year. 2004. And it really started before our contract with Access Sciences. The department has had a lot of file rooms and records, and they were all over the state. And I was a very young accountant at the department, so I wasn't too involved with the process, but I do remember the file rooms and analyzing them and going through them and trying to figure out how can we get a handle on them so that there's one repository for all of this information. It was a lot of information. We had offices or have offices in um, all four corners of the state. And so for people to see documents, it, it could be challenging sometimes just to even look at them. And sharing documents within our own building was challenging. So um, it, it all started from having these file rooms everywhere and somebody wanting something in them. Well, Kara, I, I don't quote, go back to the beginning of the project. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I came in, you know, uh, on our second contract, uh, the, the, the initial project manager. Uh, I was working with them for my first couple of years, and the, the project manager actually um, had her husband and that was moved out of state and everything. And that's when Janice Anderson asked me to to take over as project manager. And so I wasn't here on the early days. I kind of inherited a great team of people and also had already had a great relationship with DEQ. So it made it really easy to walk in and be a project manager and work with such, you know, the people at DEQ and our team, it was like we were part of DEQ from that first days that I was here. Well, ironically, a lot of people within the department think that you all do work for us. They really are. Um, the access scientist staff that are here 
definitely they're one of us it's we, we work Aww. together hand in hand every day it's it's a very symbiotic relationship again the the, the employees at our department they don't recognize that it's necessarily a contract it's not that kind of relationship that they see. They're here every day. They're part of us. They are. They come to our Christmas parties. They, you know, they're we're one of the group. That's so awesome. And I think there was a big celebration with a Kashan delay not that long ago. Uh, that was our fifteen year, uh, our fifteen years with uh, DEQ. We had a Kushan delay. We Cajun microwaved pig, the whole pig. Uh, and we even had, I know, uh, we were glad to see that Steve, uh, Erickson came over and some other people from access sciences, a few people from DEQ, Karen couldn't make that day, but we had other people over that we had it at my house and it was a very special day because that's the day that LSU beat Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you notice we correlate everything with Saturday football. It's just, that, that's part of, that's part of our culture here. Yep. Hey, it would not be it would not be Texas and Louisiana without some good tailgating. It'll be fun. Yep, yep. I think you're going to have to explain what Cajun microwaving a pig is. Well, it, you see, it, it, it's it's think of Hawaii Hawaii roasting a pig. How they dig a hole and they put the pig in and they cover it up with leaves and then they put the the coals on top. Well, you can't dig a hole in Louisiana and bury something without it getting wet. So <laughs> it's it's a big box, insulated box on a trailer that you put the pig in, and then you put the coals on top of it, and it cooks from down, you know, from the top down into it. So think of Hawaii if you didn't have to, couldn't bury it. And the weather here in Louisiana is a lot like Hawaii anyway. The scenery. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, when you mentioned your role in accounting and the file rooms and the paper, was the service for the repository geared to internal users that were employees, or was this really for public records requests and external audiences? It's really for both. It wasn't just one or the other. In the early 2000s, and that when we did come in 2004, we worked mainly on, first of all, your file plan and what indexing was done. And we we implemented a lot of that to make it easy for DEQ to find their records. And also from not just DEQ, but we had all the public record centers because the public had to go to either one of the regional offices or they came into headquarters and it was one system that they were using to actually find the documents they were looking for. But the same system was used by DEQ employees that is used by the public right. with some different security re requirements. But I don't know if, I, if, if it was necessarily that we went to a document imaging system uh, for the public or for internal, it wasn't, I don't know that it was one or the other, it was both. Mm -hmm. They were both extremely important. You know, you've got document sharing that we needed here in, in our offices. We needed to get away from paper. And um, electronic document management was the way to go. The, the bonus is that you also make it extremely accessible to the public to be able to get to the records. Even had we never chosen to make it available through a web-based program, 
just having it electronically makes it so much easier for the internal users to be able to provide it for the public. Mm -hmm. It was after DEQ was actually kind of tested and made sure that the documents were easily available and could find it, that it was put out to the internet and expanded it to the public, the world, really. the, the world, and and it also it cut down on all of the space that you needed in the regional office to provide a public record center, mm -hmm. people who were dedicated to uh, bringing the public in and showing them how to use it, that the public then started using it from either their from their business or from their home. And if in the early 2000s, a lot of people didn't have internet connectivity, they'd go to their public library and um, use the public library to look up records at DEQ. So your agency was one of the first to really have this EDMS system, right? Yes, I, I really think we were, if not the first, one of the first to be so progressive in, in making this mm -hmm. decision. Well, especially when you're talking about making it available to the public right. like it is. I mean, you know, a lot of people have EDMS systems for internal. for internal use. It's the public access to it, I think, that makes DEQ a little unique. So for someone that's listening that may not really understand why the public would need access to those documents, what are some use cases or scenarios that you see? Well, you know... DEQ is regulating all of the businesses that produce some kind of environmental um, product. product. So they're putting in applications. They are bringing in reports that they have monthly type of reporting that they do, month uh, annual reporting. And it gets them a way of telling them, you know, is their report uh, filed correctly or not? I know, Karen, you get comments from the public in that all the time about how easy the records are to access for DEQ. Yeah, a lot of the cases that um, document management is used for the public is before we issue a permit for a facility to be able to operate, their application and, and the documents that are needed to, for us to make decisions are all put into this electronic document management system. And so when we get to the point before we issue a permit, it brings in a public comment period. And the public then has access to the same records that we did as an agency to make the decision to determine if they can operate within the environmental parameters that they're allowed. So it's really important that that information is available. It makes it easier for us to share it with them because if we did not have this document management system they would be in this office looking at our our, our files somehow some way the public has every right to have a voice in us allowing certain businesses to operate here and so this management system makes it a much easier process for that to happen so why do you think other agencies maybe aren't following suit or maybe it took them longer to adopt this system? I think change is hard and making the decision is really the hard part. Once you've made the decision and you've moved towards that path, it then it's, it's a little easier to make changes and make upgrades and, and do different things, but making the initial decision, that's the hard part. We, nobody likes, likes change. We like things the way they, they are today. You know, I, I come to work, I get on this road, and then I take a right, and then I take, that's the only way I know how to get to work every day. There's, there might be a better way. And we just don't think about that all the time. 
back in in my younger days at the department, I was the finance director at the agency, and um, my staff we account we're accountants. You know, we produce paper. We're famous for being paper producers. That's that's our gig, right? And we don't produce paper that the public is interested in seeing. So it goes in boxes. It went down to the basement, and you would think it would go down there to die, but it didn't. We had to had to look at these documents all the time. And the basement is not a fun place to go in our building. It's dark. It's dank. It's it's just not a, a lovely place. And it's nothing but shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of boxes. And so my staff doing their normal accounting research has to go pull paper that's downstairs. And they also bring a little cart with them of a copier. So they don't have to bring the boxes up and down. They bring a copier down there and they photocopy the two sheets of paper out of this box that they need. And one day Glenn comes pops in my office. He was like, Karen, you know, I think we can help you with this. I'm like, really? This is works fine. Remember change. People do not like change. So from my perspective, I was one of those. And he came up with a great solution for it. And I would say probably 75% of our accounting records are now electronic. electronic. We have converted our human resources documents to electronic. So every time a new employee comes into the department, everything's scanned now. It's not doesn't go into a box to the basement for somebody to have to go pull a record for. We're working with our legal division now. So, you know, we talk about internal and external users of documents, but we also have a need just internally. The public does, does not see these records. They're not even public records necessarily, but it sure makes life so much better in the office to be able to pull the records up from your desktop, not have to go downstairs with three people because you're scared of the dark and bring your photocopier <laughs> with you to make a copy of one sheet of paper and then come back up ten stairs. So that's my cute story. And, and that's so, if you can find one piece of paper that you want right. in the right box and it was put back into that same spot right. after it was pulled out. Right. So this just shows you that even I resisted change. But in the end, the pain was worth it. Well, I'm glad you brought up change because it's funny you say people don't like to change, but yet we sort of have to address the topic of the past year and even recent announcements in the news, there's more change again. So tell us a little bit about how the agency fared last year. Did you have to make any changes that? We, we made a few changes, but I, I tell you, we were able to transition from an in-office processing to at-home probably a lot better than the other state agencies that are here in Louisiana. And it's because we have the electronic document management system. When our mail comes in, somebody receives it and they send it to be scanned. So that's really everything that someone needs to do certain parts of their job. When it is received, it's available in our document management system. Very, it was very easy for us in, in most of the case to be able to transition. We did have a few instances where we still had the mail that came in and somebody still had to process it. So that was interesting in March and, and Glenn and, and Access Sciences, they were just such a tremendous help with us figuring out 
how we could keep our footprint so small of having people to get out on the roads and come to work, but still get the job done. And they came up with a solution and it really, it allowed us to be virtual for probably 90% of what we do at the department. That change that Karen was talking about is that we, we had a process that even though we didn't have documents that were fully indexed, didn't really know where it was going to reside in EDMS long term. Uh, we call it a, a backfile process that we scan things and people in the agency can go and kind of apply the indexing to it in order for it then to become part of the public record uh, groups of records that are available that we actually took their mail and we scanned everything just as mail came in. And then we had a routing that people could look at it and say, this belongs to that department, this belongs to that department. And they were electronically looking at the documents, applying the indexing, and then that's when it was released and be available to, to EDMS. So that, that was an exciting project for us that we were able to actually use some of the things that we've done in the past and just kind of tweak it a little bit to meet this uh, particular need. Yeah, I've seen a lot and heard a lot of agencies and business in general that found opportunity to create efficiencies or to do things new. Is that what you would say this was an opportunity for y'all? It was an opportunity, and it probably maybe changed a little bit of, of our more permanent business processes. We didn't keep all of the things that that we put in place as that stopgap, but some of those items did stay in place. So I think, you know, in the long run, we, we did benefit from it. Looking back over the, the past year and that, that we see a lot less paper coming through to us and more electronically document submit. DEQ, like a lot of other people, they love their paper or they <laughs> did love their paper. <laughs> And, and getting them to migrate from a paper solution to an electronic solution was one of the challenges in Karen's a forefront and in trying to push that to other areas as well to show them. I mean, you know, then we start looking at, you know, electronic signatures and how can we apply that instead of the wedding signature and that. So it made the, the, the agency look at other ways of, you know, doing their business. And um, I think having the EDMS system there aids them in, in being able to move to some of those. So how do you get users to get the electronic documents into the system versus saving on their hard drive or using Dropbox or something else? Do they do both or is it one or the other? It's probably, there's still a paper issue. I don't, I don't <laughs> want us to pretend that people have totally given up paper because we now have this document. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But um, we do have processes in place and, you know, we, we train people from the get-go that, you know, don't make five copies, send it to scanning and then it's available to everybody. And there's some other, I, I can't think offhand. You, you know, your DMR process, right. you know, the discharge monitoring reports that come in monthly and, 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 uh, and annually um, instead of them filling out a piece of paper and mailing it in. There's an online application for them to drop it off there and it gets put into it. We're looking at doing something for your public notice uh, request that people from the public can go and make comment on uh, um, 
on something and that automatically flow into EDMS rather than mail in a paper and, and that goes through the mail process and then paper and, and all of that. Um, so it opens up a lot of different areas and, and possibilities. Access Answers is owned and operated by Access Sciences. We are a consulting and business process outsourcing firm specializing in information governance, technology enablement, and business strategy. Since 1985, our dynamic team of experts have been committed to meeting each of our clients' unique information needs. If you're interested in partnering with Access Sciences, just send us an email at info at So in the span of 15 plus years, LDEQ went from paper files to the classic EDMS that y'all had and now the modernized EDMS, right? Yep. So we have a case study being published about the new modernized EDMS, but Karen, can you tell us a little bit about your perspective on the journey to get this accomplished and out there? Ironically, so I was in a meeting with uh, an industry person that works with one of the plants here, and, and he said, Karen, can't it be easier for us to find something? We just want to be like Google. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. That's That'd be a lot to take on. And Glenn and I chat at least every other week, and I was like, well, is this possible? So I don't know. Let's see what we can do. And that's where it was born from, is how to find a document faster and easier. And that's Mm -hmm. really for the public. That's new modernization and the internal benefited from it. Yeah, Karen came up and she said, hey, you know, what can we do to make it more Google-like? And I said, well, I don't know if it's really Google-like that you need, but then I, I, we kind of started uh, mapping out possibilities, and that's really when we started our list of, she was great, and she said, if you could do all the changes you can dream of, what would that be? And so we went to town <laughs> listing all the things, and then we started pairing it back to the things that are let's say realistic or mm-hmm. within a reasonable budget. Uh, <laughs> and, and then we, you know, we said, what you, what you really need is something like, you know, like the Amazon, you know, when you're looking for something at Amazon, you put a keyword in, it shows you a list and it gives you this, these, what they call uh, faceted that allow you to narrow your, your filter or filter to narrow your searching down to kind of pinpoint what you're really looking for. So, you know, usually you start real, real broad and then you start narrowing it down. And that was the approach that we took when we started redesigning EDMS. And then we said, okay, what are some of the other features and that might be good for both DEQ and the public? Um, And that's when we came up with the My EDMS that allows uh, the public and DEQ employees to save previous searches. DEQ automatically gets signed in. The public has an option to set up a a user account and they can save their previous searches that they've done before. So next time they come back, they say they don't have to think, what did I do to find what I was looking for last time? And then it also gives them the ability to say, hey, anytime a new document comes in that matches these criteria, email me a link to the document. So we put those uh, kind of notifications in. Uh, we did a lot of things with the help videos and that 
very short little on each of the different aspects of the system were, were added. All of that, I think, added a lot to it. And then with the, the geolocation for your agency interest and AI numbers, the AIs are the facilities that DEQ regulates. And, and then we added kind of brought that a little bit bigger and said, okay, I have this AI, give me all the AIs within five miles of it, a radius and map that on. So people who are looking at the records and that can kind of feel what else is in that area uh, that might be of interest. Okay, it sounds easy. Like, oh, we're just going to make it like Amazon. And I'm sure, I'm certain it was not as easy as it sounds. So were there any unexpected roadblocks that you were not prepared for? Karen really went to bat to find the funding because she thought it was important, uh, especially for the public, that this happened. Um, but we started in J July. Uh, we developed our internal team at Access Sciences. It wasn't our group that manages day to day. It was actually a, an outside uh, group that did the, the initial development. In about August, September, then we had um, meetings with the DEQ user group, the super user group that we said, here's what we have designed. Uh, here's what we have in mind. And we did a survey out to the public stating this is what our plans are. And we got good feedback. It really went very, very smooth. I know. I can't even think of a major, you know, we did all this in the middle of COVID where you think, wow, that's, you know, a project's just going to stall and falter. And Access Sciences was able to hit the ground running with this, even in the midst of the pandemic. And it's it's now out there. People are using it. We're getting great feedback. The the old way is being shut off almost as we speak Sunday. Today. This Sunday, Sunday. On, on August 1st, <laughs> so, uh, um, the old system is being shut down. You know, and the fact that we did this in a year amidst a pandemic with so many people working from home, you know, the challenge was probably the colla the collaboration that you would normally have together in the same room. It was just done virtually. And, and you know, that's that's another lesson you learn. You were forced into that change, right? And um, it worked and it, it is working. So what are some of the initial reactions and feedback? What has that been like from users so far? I haven't heard anything specific, Glenn. Have you, have you gotten uh, You know, uh, you, you have the certain people, the, the, the Mike Miller and Jeff Baker, the, the super users in DEQ that just love it. You know, they, they say it's much faster. It's easier to navigate through to find documents. Um, so then it's probably on the opposite end of the spectrum. Remember, we talked about change. You have those folks that don't like change. Those are the ones that are probably the most vocal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think once we get the old way to get into it, we get that turned off. Um, I, I think it'll, it'll be a, a lot better. Yeah. And we have given them the option of using the new, the, our EDMS, modern EDMS versus the classic uh, that's EDMS. A great way to put that's it what we, we put it as classic. That's, that's another way of saying old. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. 
the classes. And, you know, from the day one in June 1st, I mean, July 1st, when we actually made it to both the public and internal and that, we have over 90% of the people using the, the modern. Uh, our statistics, uh, our Google an, an, uh, analysis statistics and that showed just a flip-flop almost overnight from uses of classic to modern just flip-flopped. Which shows you how much easier it is navigation um, through the system and to find what you need. People aren't going to switch if they don't have a benefit. Mm -hmm. And so when you see 90% move into the modernization versus the classic version, that they've made that transition so fast, that shows what a benefit it is and, and that they see the benefits to, to making that change. And, you know, the, the few people mm -hmm. that when we do say, you know, why are you still using classic is, I just always did that, you know. I, I had the link say Because I have this five-digit number, and I can just key it in right here in this box. That's all I need to know. So we have an article about that called Creature of Habit. It sounds like we need to share that out to some folks. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're sharing some numbers and some statistics, and I think you have the ability to get some pretty advanced analytics from the system, from the users. Well, we, we've always had that, even with the classic version, that, you know, we, we track, you know, how many users we get, how many page views, how many sessions and that for, for use of EDMS. With the modern one, we, we kind of got a little more granular that, you know, basically we would say, here's how many people came to the site. Now we can actually say, here's how many people came to the site. Here's how many people are using the quick search. Here's how many people are using the advanced search. Here's how many people are using the AI lookup. Here's how many people view documents and download documents. So we, we, we took advantage of going through and making these changes to also to get more granular into our statistics. And, you know, we have been getting between, I think, between 8,000 and 10,000 hits a day, page views. Wow. Um, and we would also track that we also know that it's almost 50-50% of the users coming from the public versus coming internally. Um, we can track that by, we know whether it's coming from the DEQ network or outside the DEQ network. So it's almost a 50-50 split between... I think at some time in the last... It was right before COVID, we were actually at over... We had more users, more mm -hmm. external views than we had internal views. Right. And so, you know, that also was something that Karen kind of brings to the higher ups in that to show the importance of EDMS. And I'm sure that led to help getting funding on the on the, the new system as well, because it is truly it, it, it's it's a tool that's used both internal for the employees and to, and also the public. So the advanced analytics that's the Google like part of the system. It's really great because you know we even know how many how many users are coming from outside the state of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yes, majority of the users are internal. Texas has a lot. Which that's where our Environmental Protection Agency um, region headquarters is. So mm -hmm. obviously they would have an interest in looking at, at documents that are produced and brought to the department. But it's still 
the users of this system that are looking at documents come from all of Canada, England, France. Um, these are owners of facilities in Louisiana. And they're looking at their documents. They're looking at their competitors' documents. When they see somebody issuing a new permit, they want to know what's going on in the business world. So it gives them that opportunity to see what's going on in the state of Louisiana, who's operating, who's making changes to their plants. So, yeah, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of people look at our documents. Speaking of that, what do you do for security? I know that's a big concern nowadays, and if things are external and online. That was a hard, that was a hard lesson to learn, right? A couple <laughs> of years ago, we had a, um, a sand failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's real internal. Right. And that. The other things what we had is uh, really this happened just a couple of months ago, yeah. right before we went live, that we had we had somebody a, a a crawler or something was hitting the uh, EDMS, the old system at the time, the classic, and uh, was causing so much traffic in that it was bogging down the system. That was probably the biggest surprise we had with the new systems right before we get ready to, to turn it live. This issue came up and then we put some extra safeguards around that. That's where the uh, catcher right. uh, security that if you come in and you do X number, open X number of documents and that, and then it will come up and say, you have to prove that you're not a robot. That, you know, it gets you, I think you, you're probably seeing very often the, the catch here. Oh, don't tell me it's the one where you have to click the photos of the bridges. It is not. <laughs> Those things are impossible to pass. Well, what we did is, is if we see a single user open up 10 documents, the third one time, the next time they come in, it will then go ahead and make sure that it tracks your mouse movements and that mm. that's the one that would release it. And if it's still in doubt in that, then you will get the thing. Well, you know, pick the, pick the uh, red light, uh, all the pictures with the red light. <laughs> uh, but it was done because somebody was crawling and downloading, whether they were doing it maliciously or they were just trying to access a lot of the documents we really don't know, but it really doesn't matter because it was bogging down the system uh, that we were able to put some of those changes in. And then even today, we'll get some public users say, hey, it told me that I exceeded my 10 document limit. And we said, well, go close some of your documents and you can open up more documents. <laughs> but if you opened it up and didn't close that window, it made sure that you want a, a bot coming in or a crawler that was uh, doing that. So we've gotten um, a couple of people from the public actually commented to us and said, this new system, I said, well, that's really not the new system. That was something that we added to the old and the new system right there towards the end. Yeah, that's definitely a measure that you have to take. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, it, you know, we, we learn on the fly. And this is one of those cases. Fortunately, we were able to, to use the classic fix and bring it probably even further along in the in the modernization. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the modernization gives us a, a better platform in that for additional changes and future enhancements. So what advice would you give to any other agencies that are looking for a system like this? Don't be scared. The benefits 
definitely outweigh the hardship that you go through to get to this end spot. You know, it, it wasn't an easy first few years. And I keep coming back to change is hard. Well, the hard things are usually the most rewarding things, right? And so that's kind of how we look at our document management system that we have. It, it wasn't an easy process. But the benefit that we have, have gained from it, and even from a personnel perspective, you know, Glenn had mentioned that before when we were on paper, we had staff in every regional office that did nothing but handle helping people look at sheets of paper. And the, the number of people that we had to have in headquarters to be able to, to provide the public with being able to look at documents um, was tremendous. So while we have a contractor and there's a cost to that, you know, sure, it, it, it does. It's a whole lot cheaper than us having paper and having to have people and staff have to touch all of that every day, all day. So, yeah, that's that's my advice is don't be scared of change. It, I wish it was an easy thing. I mean, we, we still struggle with that here. Um, I think that's, that's a classic attitude there. Yeah. And the other thing is don't expect everything to change overnight. Yeah. And take, take, take it in steps. Yeah, I mean, because we're here, what, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, really, what, 15, 16 years? 17 years? for us, but right. yeah. So, you know, it's taken us a long time to get to this place. This was not mm-hmm. an overnight process for sure. So while I still consider DEQ cutting edge when it comes to document management, I know we don't want to fall behind. And so that was one of the things with the modernization, that there is new technologies out there. And we need to definitely be willing to explore those and, and, and move towards them. Glenn, do you have any other advice? You know, the, the other problem typically around records management is having a dedicated people. Yeah. It's usually somebody in an agency. They take over that responsibility and add that to their other duties. Right. Um, and DEQ, even, you know, from the very beginning, had dedicated people, DEQ people, involved in the process. And they wanted to, to make the change not just because they brought us in, but even even before us, the people here, you had a dedicated group of people yeah. working on records management. And then they also involved all of the different divisions, going out and keeping them involved in a regular basis over how to manage records is really key because you can't do it centrally. You have to get everybody involved. And we're really lucky even with the secretary, Dr. Brown is very much supportive of the records program. Absolutely. Well, you know, he, he worked in industry. He was not a a government employee. He worked for a a big plant here in Louisiana for 20 plus years. And then he was in consulting after that. So he was using our records as a user, not an employee not a government regulator, but as a consultant out in the community working with industry. And so he understands the benefits that this system has offered and offers to the public and wants to make sure that that we do the right thing for um, the community, for the business. And and, and it's, it's working out great. He's been a great asset having him on as the secretary under this uh, governor's. Mm-hmm. 
he's made, you know, annual training of records, policies, and procedures, and a requirement for all DEQ employees. He's recently asked us to revamp the old program we had with the records coordinators and all the divisions and wanted to make sure that they were getting the help and guidance uh, for their individual needs at the division level mm-hmm. uh, for how to manage their records. So, Glenn, I think you're going to be in Houston in a couple months. Is that right? That is correct. In uh, the Armour International Conference in Houston, uh, we've been asked to come in and do a presentation on our records at DEQ and how we made them a pu- uh, available to the public and uh, a demo of the modern EDMS system. So we're, we're looking forward to that. And uh, I think it's going to be a, be a lot of fun. So for those who can't wait until ARMA International in Houston to learn more about this EDMS modernization project, uh, feel free to check out our case study, which is available on our website now. And we'll definitely be in Louisiana as soon as it's safe to come over. Count us in for that microwave pig. (laughs) And I'll bring the wine. Yes, that's a deal. Okay, well, thank you all so much for being our guests today and spending time with us. It's great to see you and hear more about the project and the work and love hearing that Access Sciences is a family with LDEQ. Well, thank you all. We, I think it was a fun time, huh, Carrie? Yeah, it was definitely. Good. I, I might would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Thank you for having me. I've, I've always enjoyed bragging about our document management system and our relationship with Access Sciences. Thank you.